36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break episode of Basketball More in the Game. Listen, I don't, you know, I, I just can't contain myself today because I tell you what, it is going to be a super, super tight show. As we always say, make sure you got your sneakers laced up tight. But today we're going to make sure you got your track shoes and the spikes in nice and tight because we have a dynamic uh, lady that is going to be on. But before we get into that, we got to make sure we pay the bills. So making sure that we stay current and we want to definitely thank our sponsor out of North Carolina, Mr. Curtis Jackson, for your independent insurance needs. And now he is also eligible to sell insurance in Virginia. So he covers North Carolina and South Carolina, and that's Mr. Curtis Jackson. And his office is in Creedmoor, North Carolina. And you can call him at area code 919-614-5796. So without further ado, folks, who we, you say, Coach, man, what are you doing? Are you in the gym? Uh, no, I'm back in the studio, but via telephone from Jacksonville, Florida. We have none other than Miss Latanya Wynn Hall. Miss Hall, welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. You know what, folks? I'll tell you what. If you don't know, you're going to know why she's on this uh, episode of Basketball More in the Game. So, you know, here's what I'm excited about, folks. Uh, I've known uh, that I, I say young lady, this, uh, this lady, uh, basically all my life. And I'm uh, very partial to this town that she grew up in North Carolina because that's where I grew up. And that's none other than Southern Pines. North Carolina. So with that, let me just, woo, that's right. Come on now uh, and make it rain. But listen, here's a couple of things. I just want, I'm not going to read all of her bio at this point, but I just want to kind of just, you know, give you a little sneak peek uh, into uh, who we have on the podcast today. So from an athletic uh, standpoint, it's kind of going back in the day a little bit. And we've got, uh, she had the fastest 10 and under uh, in the United States in 1976. She was the national AAU triple jump champion in 1982. North Carolina High School Long Jump Champion in 1984. That's the year I graduated. And we also went to the same high school, folks. And two times national AAU 4x100 relay champion. She ran the second leg, and that was 1984 and 1985. I think I know some of of her – folks that was on that and I'll let her get into that and she was a four-year three-sport high school letterman volleyball basketball track and field from 1981 to 1985 then she had a great opportunity by signing a full four-year excuse me full yeah full four-year track scholarship to the University of Virginia in Charlottesville uh, Virginia and I'm it's not far from where coach Goins lived and she was there from 1985 to 1989 she was the ACC triple jump champion 1987 UVA MVP 1987 through 88, UVA team captain 1987 and 1989. She participated in the World Championship Trials in 1987. She qualified for the Olympic Trials in 1987, and she's a uh, University of Florida where assistant, uh, excuse me, grad assistant women track and field coach, um, three-time NCAA jump champion. SEC Women's Track and Field, University of Florida team champion, uh, 1990 to 92. NCAA Track and Field, University of Florida team champion, 1991. And she was inducted into the finest high school in America. That was Pinecrest High School Sports Hall of Fame in 1999. So without further ado, we're just going to ask Ms. Hall just how did this all start? 
Okay, well, I'll tell you. Um, my father was a well-known coach in our hometown, and, and he had no boys. And I was the third daughter, and he saw that I could outrun all of the boys in the neighborhood. And so there was a track club, Sand Hills Track Club, that he um, started coaching and I joined. And that started my track career um, back in 1976. And so from the age of seven, I had it all mapped out that I would make it to the 1988 Olympics. And so my entire childhood was focused on nurturing that talent, building the skills to prepare me to be able to be on the 1988 Olympic team. Um, but injuries happened, life happened, and I had a dream deferred, and I end up having athletes that actually participated in the Olympic Games. So um, sports have been a very integral part of my life. I, I transitioned from athletics to professional, but teamwork still remains the central focus. Um, and I'm thankful for my experience that I had as a child and a teenager and what I was exposed to as a student athlete and what prepared me to then transition into the professional world. You know what, folks, and you wonder why she's on the show? Stop wondering and just sit back and make sure uh, you pick up that pen and pad and, as I always say, make sure you lean, listen, and learn uh, because we have uh, none other than Latanya Wynn Hall. So, hey, listen, let's kind of set the offense and defense for for Miss Hall and for you subscribers that already know our first session of the podcast, we always call it the fast break. And as she just eloquently laid that out, and those of you that uh, didn't have the opportunity to know her outstanding father, you know, Coach Wynn, I tell you what, you know what, it, if there was a Hall of Fame in, in, in our area, he definitely needs to be there because he impacted so, so many uh, young people and making sure they were on that positive uh, road, uh, but but as Miss uh, Hall was saying, you know, g growing up, and I think if she graduated uh, class of '85, I was '84. I saw all of this, folks. So when, when I'm telling you the work, the dedication, the passion, it's a transferable skill. Now, uh, so let's take a listen to what she does now. She's the executive director of the Lutheran Service in Florida, and that's Duval Head Start and Early Head Start, and she oversees early education program that serves. Listen to this number: 1,800 children from the ages of zero to five. So so you see as being, you know, she's learned a lot. She's learned how to be a team player, but most importantly, she is a leader. She was a leader, and, and she just magnified that. So she's also worked uh, in that um, social service profession for over 24 years, and 22 years she has uh, served Duval County. So part of our fast break session, Ms. Wynn, what, uh, what Ms., excuse me, Ms. Holland, I apologize for that, is what, what we'd ask you to do is, you know, kind of, Take us into that world. You know, what does your day-to-day -day look like, and how, how has you know, sports allowed you to be the champion that you are, and you've used that skill to become a champion as you oversee uh, the Lutheran Service uh, Head Start programs? Okay. Well, the one thing that participating in athletics from such an early age, it helped me with discipline, with commitment, with being a team player, and never giving up. And so what has happened in my life, um, again, as I was saying that I was, my whole focus was to make the 1988 Olympic trials, the Olympic team, and a month before the Olympic trials, I um, threw my knee out. I tore my ACL, which ended my career. So I remember at the age of 22, laying in the hospital bed, thinking, what do I do now? Because from the age of seven, my entire life was working towards making the Olympic team. But I was very fortunate, um, one, that I had a 
praying mama and daddy who uh, raised me in the church and I knew where my source of strength was. And so I knew that whatever it was that I needed to get through, that I would get through it. So I was fortunate enough since I was at the University of Virginia, I was in my third year and so I could graduate that following year. So I came out with a bachelor's degree and thinking that I was going to enter uh, the profession and had a wonderful opportunity to come to the University of Florida to be a graduate assistant track coach. And so I was able to attain my master's degree. So thankfully, I was able, because of my athletic talent, I was able to get two of my degrees free. I never paid a dime for my bachelor's nor my master's degrees. And so I came out at the age of 25, and because I had the education, I was able to move up the ladder quickly, and one, because of my work ethics. And so I've been very fortunate these last 25 years to transfer that work ethic, discipline, commitment, team into now building a team. Uh, My current position, I have 200 employees that I'm responsible for. And like I tell them, it's the same that I used to say when I was coaching, that there is no weakest link, that I need a first place 10 points just as much as I need the eighth place, one point. Come on. Because when you put all those points together, we win a national championship. How about that? So with the team that I've built, it doesn't matter if you are a director, a supervisor, a manager, direct services, maintenance, bus driver, whatever it is, you are part of the team. And everything that you contribute is for the betterment of the team. And the folk, and, and the goal of our team is to educate these early childhood children and prepare them for kindergarten and so i my whole thing you if you were in my staff meeting you were here team all the time my emails i address as team everything is starting with the team and strengthening the team and i've been very fortunate with that mindset to be able to retain staff Um, in social services especially when i was working in the foster care arena for 13 years they had a high turnover rate just because of burnout and the nature of the job being available and accessible 24 hours a day. But I was able to have the lowest, one of the lowest uh, staff turnover rates in the state with wow. that population because we supported the team. I would make sure that, same with my athletes, do you have the support, guidance, and assistance that you need to be successful in your sport or in your position? And so everything that I do is transferable from my life in athletics to now as a executive director. You know what? And that's from that she's from the hometown of Southern Pines, North Carolina, and we have on none other than Miss Latanya Wynn Hall. So listen, folks. uh, As she said, she is a uh, has a master's degree from uh, the University of Florida, and she also is married to Mr. Ernest. Hall, and she's also a proud uh, gammy of four beautiful grandchildren, and she's also a member and trustee of Bethel Baptist. So again, uh, the roots run deep, and I know her parents are, are so, so proud of everything that she's accomplished. But just what I really want to call out to our listeners is, most importantly, is the balance that she has, and we're going to ask her to talk about that in a second. But you say, Coach, man, how, how, how can I make sure I'm still dialing you in? And, you know, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, Podbean.com, Facebook, and well as well as SoundCloud. So, listen, we're going to jump right on back into this thing. So, uh, Latanya, if you don't mind, talk to the audience a little bit about, you know, the work-life balance because, you know, I know I've known you basically all my life, and I know uh, whatever you do, you put your heart and soul into it because there's no way anybody can achieve any of this stuff by just uh, deciding just to – 
You know, go home, uh, put your feet up, and just wait till it comes. Sometimes you have to get in the water and, and swim out to the boat. But you're a trustee at Bethel Baptist. You're uh, a grandparent. You're a uh, you're a wife, uh, and I know uh, your husband is is hard charging as well. So if you don't mind, tell our listeners, you know, how do you manage your profession, your home life, your duties and responsibilities at the church? Okay, I'll try to be really quick because I do a training on work-life balance. And so I, I, I know I don't have the two hours that I would normally do the training. But the gist of it is I have individuals to write down the five most important people in their life. Wow. And then I say, mark out three. And then I say, mark out two, where you just have one. Wow. And so if that is the most important person in your life, what do you need to do in order for you to be a part of that person's life? So I tell them, you come to, to work, you do have a job, that job comes with expectations and accountability. So you have to figure out how you can work hard, but be able to play harder. And so I am very organized. I have my schedule, my daily schedule, my weekly schedule, my monthly schedule, my yearly schedule. I know vacations ahead of time. I prepare for them. I, um, I just plan my day so I can come home and be able to be the wife, the gammy, the sister, the church member, the community, the friend, and I balance that. But with that being said, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot be that good parent, that good wife, that good significant other, that good church member, that good friend. And so I believe in me time, and I take my me time. I tell my staff to look at your calendar and say I'm going to be off that day, get your leave approved, and then you plan so you can take that time off. And do not take your phone with you because if you have your phone, you're still going to be working and you, your family deserves to have all of you and you deserve to be away from the office. And this is truly a struggle for a lot of people. And that's why I really have to work, especially when I was in foster care with the burnout um, rate, is to get them to understand you have to be able to balance that work-life balance. And also, the population that I was dealing with, unfortunately, were abused children and dysfunctional families. Okay. And you can really take that home with you. And I had to be able to say, I do the best that I can with the resources that I have, and I have to be able to walk away at the end of the day and come home. And so, uh, whatever your schedule is, I am very fortunate that I am um, Monday through Friday, but again, Whatever work that needs to be done as an executive director, I will plan on like a Sunday evening to do that to prepare going into the week. Uh, I am definitely not one of those last minute. I just think organization and preparation, and it's the same with sports. <laughs> you know, you have to practice. You have to be in shape in order for you to compete. And I think that's the same with the work-life balance. You have to be in shape. You have to be whole. You have to take care of your mind, your body, your spirit. You have to take care of self family, and work. And you have to work every day to maintain that and to balance it. Wow. One example Go I ahead. use is if your child has um, a game at 6 o'clock, you wake up that morning trying to think, what do I need to do during the week that day in order for me to make it to my child's game? And you need to have that same mindset every day of what do I need to do at work 
which means you might not be able to sit and chat with your coworkers at, as, as much. You might not be able to take that long lunch. You might not be able just to do other things. You are focused on getting your work done so you can get to your child's game. And that's the mindset. Wow. And, and you know what, folks? <laughs> and you wonder why she leads the, uh, the state of Florida in, in retention? Uh, because when you think about it, if you have an executive director standing up in front of you, now she just she just gave us a, a condensed version. So imagine sitting in this uh, session uh, for and, and getting the down and dirty from A to Z. Uh, and, and, and why you know how could you not work for this lady? How could you not want to be a part of uh, her her team? Because she eloquently laid it out what you needed. And a lot of times, you know, people don't think about that. You know, you get up and you've got that event at the end of the day that's special. And as she said, in that work-life balance. Uh, and, again, I take that to, I take that to heart, LaTanya. I, you know, maybe I need to leave my phone and and, yes, and, and walk away and, and just be able to, to take a step back and, and catch your breath. Because, you know, sometimes uh, we're, we're busy being life and we're busy doing things. And we don't uh, stop and take care of ourselves. But, listen, we certainly appreciate you sharing uh, that uh, from the heart as relates to work-life balance. And we uh, challenge all of our coaches and as well as our players uh, that are our followers to, to take heart exactly what uh, Miss Hall just eloquently laid out for you. Because, again, everybody that we have on the show, uh, we always ask them that question. And it's always, you know, a different mindset, a different path that lead, leads people uh, for them to be successful. So before we take this break and end this session, we just definitely want to thank all of our listeners and followers across the United States. We are just absolutely so excited. Of uh, This will be uh, show number uh, 31. Uh, and again, it is such an honor to have Miss Wynn Hall. And again, uh, we want to thank our folks and followers in Australia, Japan, uh, United Arab Emirates, and also United Kingdom, Finland, and Germany. So I hope everybody uh, will continue to listen because this episode will be one, I guarantee, will be touching the masses just because not only the caliber of uh, lady we have on, but just everything that she brings to the table. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Hello, Shenandoah Valley. This is NBA Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson bringing you a new, exciting radio show called Out of Bounds with myself and Lamont Going. Hey, Ralph, thank you for the opportunity to co-host such a great show in the Shenandoah Valley. You will be impacted. Hey, we're excited to bring you this new show. You don't want to miss it. Coming in August. That's on 1240 ESPN Radio, and we'll see you out of bounds. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. So, listen, we're so excited about that upcoming show on ESPN. Have a uh, honor to um, work with uh, a good friend of mine and the former UVA grad, uh, Mr. Ralph Sampson. And so we're certainly looking forward to uh, Out of Bounds and the guests that we're going to have. And we're going to be bringing it hard and heavy. Uh, and that's going to be on 1240 ESPN. So, so excited. So, listen, uh, Miss Wayne, we're going to turn our attention and get into the second half of this podcast we call In the Paint. And when we get in the paint, we're going to be in the, and you know, you know the game of basketball. You know you can't get down there and camp out more than three seconds. So, we're going to make sure that we keep you moving from uh, post to post and just working those uh, angles. So, with that, we're just going to kind of go back in time, if you don't mind, as, as it relates to this whole track and field. And as I was reading down through here, I was, you know, I, I could see you guys. Ladies, you know, warming up back in 1984, 85 on the track. You know, people would just, and and, and folks that don't know, uh, people would just stop what they're doing if they were on campus. 
that we'd be at baseball practice and they'd get ready to, they said, man, they get ready to run. And everybody would run over to the fence or make sure they get on, the, uh, get them a little piece of that uh, track uh, at Pinecrest High School. So let's kind of go back in time, if you will. What was, what was your most memorable moment with that uh, 2000, uh, excuse me, 94-95 National AAU 4x100 relay team? Okay, that was with a uh, summer league track club, um, a state of Durham Striders. They were at that time the one of the number one track organizations, and they had recruited me and others throughout the state to to make this dynamic four by one hundred relay team. And so that's what they did. So it was four of us from four different parts of the state who ran together, and we were the number one in the nation. And so what that told me, I took a sense of pride in it, is that I was identified because of my talents and and my accomplishments that I had done working up to that. So that was um, a very proud moment to, to be selected, to be one of four of the so-called fastest in the state to make this dream team to win the national title, which we did. Wow. You know, and and, and that also, uh, I look down through this resume. For folks, again, I mean, it's one that uh, I think I might have to frame this thing for uh, when we put it in the Hall of Fame of, uh, for basketball more in the game. But, you know, we look, when I look down through here and I see the volleyball, I see the basketball, track and field. I, I know track and field is your passion, but I'll tell the folks, and I, and I got to talk a little bit about basketball because how can this be uh, basketball more in the game? We don't talk about basketball. Folks, she could go to the rack. You know, she she could get out there and she would just flat out make it happen uh, when she was on the basket. So t- tell us, what what did you like about basketball? Um, well, of course, the team. And and the good thing is that I, I played every position. I played guard, forward, and center. And it was whatever the team needed. And um, at that time, you know, Pinecrest was really known for basketball. I mean, we had – uh, state championships under Coach Moore, and it was just a sense of pride just to be, you know, Pine Crest High School girls basketball. And again, just the teamwork, the friendships. I mean, I'm still in contact with a few of those ladies, uh, girls, you know, who played together. But, you know, I loved volleyball, basketball, and track. I mean, it was a little piece of all of those different sports that um, I loved all three of them and, and could have gone to college with any of the three, but my true love really was track and field. Yeah, I, and, and here's the thing, folks. When when somebody can come out and they can touch, I mean, you think, you think about volleyball is going on during – uh, football season for the guys. Basketball, of course, stands along with basketball and basketball. And then she gets to be able to come out of that gym, you know, all the, you know, from uh, November until, you know, late January, early February, and be able to break out and get out on that track and just let it rock and roll. But I tell you what, you knew when Latanya went, and I'll call it this way, when you knew when Latanya went was on the court, either volleyball or basketball, and you knew when she was on that track because, you know, without a doubt, she was going to make sure that she represented. Uh, her father, she makes sure that she represented uh, Pinecrest High School and us as, you know, classmates, uh, just making sure that she uh, took care of business from top to bottom. So we certainly appreciate uh, everything she did in reference to that. Latonya, you still there? All right, folks. So again, you know, just, you know, understand exactly uh, the passion and, and the desire uh, that she had to be a champion on the uh, on the court. 
uh, as well as when she touched that uh, track. So here's another one we're going to toss out. And again, as we continue this segment of In the Paint, you know, going to University of Virginia, you know, which is definitely a different institution. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, UVA. Uh, and then that's because of just you know, my favorite player and played there. Uh, but now that you know, I live just, you know, 35 minutes from Charlottesville, I spend a lot of time at Charlottesville and I spend a lot of time at UVA. Uh, if you don't mind, you know, just just share that. What did it, you know, how was it being recruited? How, you know, take us down through the life of Latanya during that time frame of, you know, coaches wanting you and how you landed at the University of Virginia. had been the ACC champions under Coach Craddock, I want to say, for at least four or five years. And that was, again, one of the reasons why I really wanted to go is because I wanted to be a part of a winning team, and I wanted to contribute to that. And so um, I really had no idea of that UVA was such a prestigious academic, you know, university. It truly was. They were ACC, you know, champions. And, you know, where we live, ACC was just everything. Yes, ma'am. And so um, I, I made the uh, – I accepted their full athletic scholarship and became a student athlete, and it truly was and still remains just one of the highlights of my life. Um, again, just being part of a team, being able to contribute. My, my main event was triple jump, but I also did long jump, and I ran on one of the legs of the 4 by 100 relay. And I, whatever the team needed, that's what I did. You know, and and it was, again, just a wonderful um, experience. And from there, you know, the coach at the University of Florida had just asked the coach at the University of Virginia what I was doing after I graduated and said, if, if she's not going to be a graduate assistant there, I can use her at the University of Florida. How about and that? so you just never know who's watching you. That's, come on, come uh, on. always good, you know, just to, uh, you know, just be a good reflection that people are just watching you because – that's all it was, was a conversation between two coaches that then led to me coming to the University of Florida, you know, to get my master's. So, and again, I think it's just the discipline and they just see it. it you, you walk it, you breathe it, you talk it. Right. And again, it's always, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to say it like this. You know, uh, coaches are always looking for diamonds in the rough. And I guarantee you when, uh, that coach, uh, he, they saw something in, in Latanya and, and next thing we know, she's down there in Florida and, and making it happen down there. So, folks, you know, think about this. Now, she was the she, She's from Southern Pines, North Carolina. She went to Pinecrest High School. She goes to the University of Virginia. And not only does she go, she represents, she graduates. And just I just want to just highlight this. She was the UVA most valuable player from 80, 87 to 88. She was team captain from 1987 to 1989. You know, in, in that, let me ask you this, Latoya. I know we're we're in the paint. You know, mm-hmm. during that time, I mean, you, you you what how what was your? I mean, as your father sat there and he watched you do all of these things. I mean, what was what was his words back to you doing this? I mean, when I, when I, I call it your heyday, if you don't mind me kind of hanging that cliche on there. I mean, because he, I guess he, he saw us, the full body of work. He saw the training and the preparation. So if you don't mind, you know, being. Uh, uh, sharing with us uh, his perspective as as a coach uh, in his own right. I'm just going to share a couple of things that my dad did as a coach. And one of the things was he said, if you're going to do it, do it right. And I remember him sending me home from track practice because he didn't feel like I was giving my all. 
I remember him, you know, it was certain things that I was supposed to do, and if I didn't do it, you know, before that night was over, I would have to do it. I remember him getting in a car and riding behind me as I was jogging, you know, at night, and he just instilled in me work ethics. Uh, and my father, he has his own history of some things that he had to overcome, and he was just my role model. And so I always knew that whatever you do, do your best. And that if you don't do your best, you are cheating yourself and you're cheating your team. And so uh, my father, he's no longer here. And, and I take pride in knowing that he was so proud of me, not only of my athletic accomplishments, but the young lady and the woman that I was becoming. And it truly was, like I said, because of something that he saw when I was seven years old. You know, how about that? You know, and then, you know, folks, you know, so, you know, think about their parents. Uh, you know, it, it's bottom line. What she's saying is, is work. You know, she just didn't, you know, wake up and just all of decide when she was a sophomore. High, oh, I can go do this. No, it was it was the um, the blood, the sweat, the tears. Uh, and again, her, and her dad pushed her. So nothing wrong with, you know, having that support and channeled in the right way and making it happen. So listen, I know we've been going for quite some time and and I got to stop. And, you know, I, there's no way I can get on this show. Have somebody that I've known all my life, and not give honor where honors due. And I definitely want to for uh, to, for you to give a shout out to Mr. Ernest Hall. I know uh, the husband, and again, and just uh, and I know he's got to be. I haven't had the opportunity to meet him, uh, but with him and anybody that I know from my childhood and and their significant other, and and I know they got he has to be a dynamite person. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit about uh, Mr. Hall, we'd we'd appreciate it. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yes. Um Ernest is actually what I call him, my IT guy. He actually just retired from the University of Florida, um, and he was there for 35 years as a system administrator. So now he is enjoying the fruits of his labor um, and retired with just with some contractual and consultation, um, you know, jobs. But he was uh, a long-distance runner, so that's, that's funny because, you know, I was not long-distance. I was a sprinter. And, um, you know, you're absolutely right. He is the best thing that could have happened to me. And I am just so thankful to have him um, in my life. And I think I'm just as proud to call him my husband as he is proud to call me his wife. And we do make a, a, a good team, Team Hall. We you know, make a good team. You know, and we work hard at Team Hall. You know what, and that, and that's to be commended and to go. And as, as I always tell people, iron sharpens iron, and behind every good woman there's a good man, and behind every good man there's a good woman. So again, we definitely wish God's hands continued on uh, your life as well as uh, Mr. Hall, as you guys continue to be leaders in that community, can, can and also continue uh, to be leaders in Bethel Baptist. So listen, as we start winding this down, uh, Latoya, I'm going to give you uh, a second or so before we come back with your final comments. But most importantly, folks, uh, we want to give a shout out to Act Sports, uh, which is an organization here in Stanton, Virginia, who has absolutely, in my opinion, uh, has just uh, reached the pinnacles of youth sports. They're working very, very hard. They're just onboarded track and field. Uh, so I'm going to make sure that I reach out to these coaches and, and have them dial this uh, uh, this podcast in this week because of who we have on. But uh, brand new track and field. They went to the Commonwealth Games, uh, brought home 13 medals for the first uh, first uh, time that we've actually put a uh, team, uh, actually organization, uh, uh, excuse me, a division of track. Uh, we had uh, six travel basketball teams uh, this past year, 88 kids 
uh, participated in our youth basketball program. We have volleyball, flag football, baseball. So, and then we're looking at bringing on uh, wrestling next year. So, for your youth uh, sports needs, please go to www.playactsports.com. Uh, they're currently registering for flag football and rec volleyball. So, the registration line is alive and well. So, for parents and anybody that's looking for a great place to plug their kids in. Uh, act sports is where you want to be so let's uh, kind of go on and travel back down uh, south to jacksonville florida and what we're going to do is ask latanya to come back give us a closing comments what's on the heart uh and again we certainly appreciate everything that she says but i know uh as, as deep as that reservoir of the passion that she has i know that she can take us out on the cloud as, as we've been on the cloud all during this episode but uh, latanya if you don't mind uh we'll give you your closing comments Okay, wonderful. Um, you know, when you say basketball is more than a sport, um, or I think athletics is more than a sport. And most athletes who compete, a lot of them is over when they finish high school. For many of them, it's over when they finish college. So you're saying at 22, your life is not over. It has truly just begun. And even if you are fortunate enough to be that less than 10% who make it, to be a professional athlete, your professional career normally lasts, what, maybe 10 years, if that. So that puts you in your 30s, and your life is not over. So you have to position yourself to be able to make those latter years as fruitful as your beginning years. And that's where the challenge comes. We need our student athletes to graduate from college to get that degree to then have a professional career. We need them to understand that life happens, injuries happen, and you need to be able to adjust and be resilient. And and you have to know, you have to have some source of strength. And I'm not saying what that source is. Everyone has to get their own source of strength that they can hold on to. I think this generation, we give up too easily. And, and you have to know, you got to put the work in. If you, put, if you do your part and that other source do their part, you can make it. And so that, that is my passion that, you know, when you are 40, 50, 60, 70, you are living the life that you were designed to live and that you had learned the lessons along the way. And I guess that would have to be my closing statement. Wow. So folks, you know what, <laughs> from Southern Pines, North Carolina, and now from Jacksonville, Florida, Executive Director of Lutheran Service, Florida, Head Start and Early, uh, excuse me, make sure I get this right, uh, Head uh, Duvall Head Start and Early uh, Head Start, that is none other than uh, Latonya Wynn Hall. So listen, we certainly appreciate everything that you're doing for the kids uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, and anybody that's out there that's listening to this podcast, you know, please pass this information on because, you know, what another great dynamic episode. And it's not about Coach Goins. It's about the folks that we have on so people can be able to reach out and tap in and, and get what they need and, again, to, to be a little better every day in their life. So, listen, from the staff of Basketball More in the Game, we want to definitely thank uh, Miss uh, Latanya Wynn Hall. And in closing, as I always say, make sure you're working on your game. Uh, because somebody, if you're not in the gym, somebody is. And our closing scripture always is John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm your host, Coach Goins. Until next time, I'll see you in the gym.